This is Jason Holleran. I proudly served for 33 years, culminating as the Deputy Commandant at West Point. Put this on your calendar. World War II weekend inside Old Bethpage Village Restoration on Long Island. Scores of operational vintage armor in formation May 18th and 19th. Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman invites you to join him in saluting America's greatest generation and all those who have worn the uniform in defense of our freedoms. That's May 18th and 19th, presented by the Museum of American Armor. Curtis Lewa. Curtis Lewa. Rip and read. Check this out. This is the Rip and Read, featuring Curtis Lewa. Talking about now. To the studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Rip and Read. So, a Staten Island woman just turned 104 years old. Antoinette and Sarah says beer is her favorite alcoholic beverage. She likes to go out shopping and gambling, taking regular trips with her walker. So, Curtis Lewa, you're pretty close to 100 years old. What are some of your tips for getting there? Ha 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 ha! I only hope I can make it to 100. You know, my father wanted to make it to 110. God rest his soul, Chester. And I knew he wasn't going to make it when he was in a rehab for a nasty fall he took in Coney Island. And the director came into the room with me, some of the guardian angels, and my middle son, Carter. He said, hey, Chester, how old are you? And he said, 110. And that's when I knew my dad was checking out. So, yes. James flip-flop flipping. I want to follow in my father's legacy, make it to 110, as you know. My wife, Nancy, the cat lady, has said, I'm like a cat with nine lives. I've used eight of them. Let's see if I can go the rest of the way at the age of 69. But I will tell you this. The curse of George Santos is upon you. Oh, my God. (laughs) Could I hear, Lou, uh, you as a... uh, New York Met fan, I know you don't want to play this, but this was George Santos, who nobody likes. I mean, a guy who uh, just has lied from the moment that he was birthed in Brazil to the time he was elected congressman of the 3rd Congressional District to replace Tom Swazi, who ran for governor and is now going to attempt to come back. But first, for all of you Met fans who have lost 9 out of 11, 9 out of 11, And you're almost in basement birth uh, territory with my beloved Yankees. But my beloved Yankees were not cursed by George Santos, the congressman. The Mets were. Hey, guys. Today is opening day. As a good old Mets fan, I know you guys aren't going to be playing until April 6th back home. But in good old fashion, let's go Mets. Oh, my God. Hey, that's right, Peter King, lifetime Mets fan. You and the Nassau County GOP brought this uh, to all of us. For $185,000 that he gave you, you still haven't explained that, but now even more double trouble because there are so many people who want to run for that seat. Let's face it. Tom Swaz, he is in waiting. He is going to be the savior. He's going to say he's the Mashiach. He's going to come back and win that district for the Democrats. And any Republican who emerges, and there have been a few, few good candidates, one actually a veteran of the Afghan campaign, African-American, Republican, another guy, I don't know him that well, another woman, uh, but they don't have name recognition. But somebody else who has thrown his mangled hat into the ring for the Republicans uh, to challenge George Santos, who says that he's going to be running for re-election, is a uh, former Queens GOP uh, Leader Philip Grillo. Now, who's Philip Grillo? 
He was arrested for his role in the insurrection, the Capitol riot of January 6th. Could it get any worse for the Republicans? This guy, anybody who knows him knows that he's a hot-headed screwball. He's out of control. What curse uh, did the Republicans deserve first to have George Santos, who hasn't told the truth since he was birthed, and now potentially one of the many candidates vying to replace George Santos, although let's face it, Swazi is in waiting he will win that seat. There's no doubt about it. No Republican stands a chance because they'll they'll have to deal with the stain of George Santos. Well, guess what? Now you got this crazy crackpot schoolboy, Philip Grillo, formerly with the Queen's GOP, who has thrown his mangled hat into the ring. An insurgent arrested by the FBI for his participation in the Capitol riot. No, he wasn't a proud boy uh, who was uh, found guilty of... Uh, of a a number of crimes, sedition yesterday. But the guy, let's face it, it's just about close to it. What did we do as Republicans to deserve this stain on the 3rd Congressional District with George Santos? You're hearing it first here on the Curtis Lewis Show. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Curtis Lewa. Curtis Lewa. Rip and read. Check this out. This is the Rip and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Talking about. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Rip and Read. This is our theme song. Every time the illegal alien buses, the Greyhound buses, start pouring in as they have renewed their exodus uh, from Mexico across the border into El Paso, Laredo. And it's a two-day trip to New York, and uh, they're requesting uh, to come to Nueva York. Why wouldn't you? You have Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan. He's the mayor of the illegal aliens. He's not our mayor. Because whatever the illegal aliens want, the illegal aliens get. But before we give you an update of where they're being housed now, uh, you just heard Bill O'Reilly talking about Cinco de Mayo, which is not a Mexican holiday at all. That's specious. They don't celebrate that in Mexico. 
It was simply a holiday that was created by American beer companies. And then eventually uh, you had the Mexican beer companies who realized this was a good thing. He was right to point out that our total population in America now, 12% of which are Tex-Mexes and Mexican-Americans. That's 40 million people. They do not have the culture of celebrating Cinco de Mayo. It was created by Anheuser-Busch, Miller Lite, Coors, you name it. The beer companies because it's a way for the gringos... Uh, to have a reason to have uh, salsa, to have guacamole, and drink lots and lots of beer. And Anheuser-Busch is hoping beyond all hopes, after their CEO had to have a very contentious meeting with his board members, his stockholders, and investors, that no, 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 they would not give up on Bud Light, that even though sales have plunged 25%, that you will never see Dylan Mulvaney again, the transgender influencer talking about Bud Light, but she refuses to go away. I was walking around and everyone was staring and I was like, oh, okay, what's going on? And they were all staring directly at my crotch. And I went, oh, I forgot that my crotch doesn't look like other women's crotches sometimes because mine doesn't look like a little Barbie pocket. Peekaboo, I see you, Dylan Mulvaney. She is an influencer for Maybelline and other products, but Ixnay on the Bud Light any longer. It'll be interesting to see. This is the biggest beer-drinking day of the year, bar none. Again, a fake, phony, fraudulent, fugazi holiday for Mexicans called Cinco de Mayo that they don't even celebrate in Mexico. Their date of independence is in September. That's when they celebrate. This was all to benefit the beer distributors, and obviously the brewery. So we'll see how much Bud Light sells over the weekend to see if the CEO trying to stem the flow of profit loss on what was one of the most profitable lines of Anheuser-Busch. We'll see if it continues. Meantime, what is continuing is the bum rush of illegals across the border in Mexico, and most of them are Venezuelan. Now, in interviews that reporters have given collectively of a lot of those that are poised to make their final push across the border from Nuevo Laredo, that's on the Mexican side, to Laredo on the American side, or from Juarez on the Mexican side to El Paso on the American side, it turns out that most of those that are hunkered down, waiting to make that big push on May 11th, when Title 42 uh, is uh, sees its demise, are from Venezuela. And you say, well, wait a second, Venezuela, wh- where are they coming? Are they directly coming from Caracas? Are they directly coming from the favelas high in the hills overlooking Caracas, where the poor and the impoverished live and the gangbangers? No, it turns out that most actually were part of the exodus years and years ago, the 7 million Venezuelans who actually set up in safe third countries like Colombia, Brazil, Ecuador, Chile, and Argentina. You remember when when, uh, Venezuela was on the cusp of a possible civil war, Trump was backing uh, the uh, Democratic uh, candidate for president against Maduro. It almost came to that, but it didn't. So you see the Venezuelans who are queued up at the Texas border, ready to cross the border, and you say to yourself, wait, wait a second, are you suffering economically? I can't imagine that. Here it is. Uh, you're wearing the latest fashions. You're uh, sporting clothing with name brand labels. 
You have cell phones, iPhones. You have smartphones. Many of the Venezuelans flew almost all the way to the southern border. You could do that in Laredo. You could do that in uh, Tijuana. Uh, If you've ever been to TJ, the airport is right there along the border. Uh, And you could do that uh, right outside of Juarez. So they had the money to fly in and then queue up. And they're telling all the reporters, it doesn't matter if they're from left-wing stations, right-wing American stations, if they're from... uh, international stations, Mexican stations and reporters, they're saying that once we declare asylum at the border because we can't deal with Maduro and the reporters are saying, but you haven't been in Venezuela for like five years. What are you talking about? They said, don't worry. Once we get into the United States, we'll regularize the situation. The other Venezuelans have told us that's their plan and we're going to beg for humanitarian forgiveness because at some point, 10, 12 years from now, they're supposed to show up in an asylum hearing if they haven't just uh, sort of disappeared between the cracks here in the United States and make their case for asylum. And quite frankly, they have no case for asylum. These are illegal aliens coming across because they want a better way of life. Hey, look, if I was them, I'd be doing it too. As porous as the border is, as easy as it is to get across now, I, I wouldn't even want to stay in a place uh, like Colombia or any of those other countries that the Venezuelans have fled to in the interim, uh, Brazil, Ecuador, Chile, Argentina, I've been to most of them, I want to come to the United States. And that's what they're doing. And oh, lo and behold, guess where these busloads of uh, illegals are now being housed? This recent batch that is coming in from Texas, courtesy of the fact that as uh, of this weekend, the mayor of El Paso, a tried-and-true Democrat, a friend of Mayor Eric Adams. Remember, it was Eric Adams who originally said, we'll take 10,000 of your illegal aliens. We'll help you release the pressure at your border city that is overwhelmed. Yeah, our own mayor, Eric Adams, accepted 10,000 from the Democratic mayor. And then back in August and September, he was screaming that, obviously, Abbott is racist. He continues to do likewise. Now, all of a sudden, the mayor in El Paso says, I want to thank Mayor Adams for having come to El Paso, which he did for one Sunday. Look over our operation and understand that, look, I got to send them where they want to go. So I finally declared a state of emergency, and that means I'm available to receive uh, federal funds and state funds. And the federal funds go to Catholic Charities. And he says, as soon as the illegals come across for quick processing— We ask them, which city do you want to go to? We have a combination of the federal dollars that are spent by Catholic charities to transport them. And then we have the state dollars coming from Austin, from Governor Abbott's office. But he said they're given the opportunity of requesting the city that they want to go to. This is Eric Adams' best friend, right? The Democratic mayor of El Paso. He already willingly took 10,000 illegals from El Paso. And he said they want to go to New York. Well, of course, they want to go to New York. They watch Spanish-language TV, which has its own international networks. Telemundo, Channel 47, 41, and they see that the mayor is welcoming them and giving them the best ancillary things that even our own citizens don't get. In fact, in the next segment, we're going to be talking about the homeless, the emotionally disturbed, how they continue to live in the subways, the streets, and the parks, 
There are there is no intervention going on. The promised intervention of uh, former mayor Bill De Blasio, the part-time mayor, the dope from Park Slope with his wife Charlene, who stole one and a half billion dollars for a program called Thrive, that the money was uh, laundered through, and never helped one emotionally disturbed the homeless person. Never did in eight years, and a continuation with Eric Adams, who's done nothing. To remove the homeless or the emotionally disturbed from the subways, like he promised before he went to Qatar to watch the final matches on the pitch uh, of World Cup. But let me not digress. So the latest batch of illegals are being sent to the former police academy. Some of you listening now, especially the retirees, you remember having gone through your uh, police academy training Right there in uh, at East 20th Street. I think it's between 2nd and 3rd. It's right next to the 13th Precinct. Uh, they're going to be loaded into there. Now, the mayor's office says it's temporary housing. We already have 120 specific hotel, motels, Holiday Inn Expresses, uh, and other city facilities uh, that are called shelters that are housing these illegals. We've taken in 60,000 to date, 40,000 who have decided to stay. The other 20,000 have either moved on or they've assimilated into the population that is already here, made up of both legals and illegals from their country of origin. But you look at this disaster, this mess, give you a perfect idea of what's going on. Many of you listening now in the tri-state area, you schlep into New York City. Because you want to see a Broadway or an off-Broadway production, whether it's a musical, a play, or whatever. And you end up inevitably passing by what used to be the Milford Plaza. It has now been renamed NYC Row. And you see, I mean, dozens of Venezuelans who crossed illegally, who claim they're seeking asylum, who are housed there. 600 rooms that the city has leased from the old Milford Plaza. $300 a night, three squares. Remember, that was the location where the Venezuelans illegally uh, um, crossing the border were housed at great expense, city tax dollars. Uh, they didn't like the food. It wasn't culturally appropriate. They're smoking weed and they're drinking Corona. And they, they're upset because they don't have the gusano in it. You know, like down in Mexico where they have the worms sometimes in the bottle of Corona, right, with the lime and the salt. That's what they want. And they complain. They're hanging out last night right outside of NYC Row, puffing up that weed, doing puff, puff, pass, and drinking the Corona without the gusanos in it, moaning and groaning and complaining like, hey, we're being mistreated here in the U.S. of A. Hey, you don't like it? Go back to Maduro. Go back to Venezuela. Talking about this is the Rippin' Reed featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Classic Joe Walsh, the theme song of the cult classic, The Warriors, about gangs on the city subways. 
back in the 70s at the very time that I started the Guardian Angels on February 13th of 1979 when there were three gang members for every one cop. And they were urged to take over the city, had a running gang battle, and then resolved it at Coney Island, Stillwell Avenue. But it is so appropriate to what's going on now with this latest uh, situation in a subway system that is out of control where emotionally disturbed and homeless people live in the subways, go in and out of the subways, and nothing is being done to do interventions to get them to shelter or to get them to psychiatric facilities. That everybody agrees on. Nothing's being done. And look, I'm Mr. Subway, right? Nobody rides the subway more than me. I'm glad, Lou, we established that at the beginning of the week when Sid was puffing his chest out. And RDI Dallahoo is going to be so embarrassed because... Every time with all this news coming out, what is it that Arthur Idala told Sid early this week, uh, actually, excuse me, last week, before the situation evolved in terms of uh, Jordan Neely uh, being choked out by the Marine on that F train? Now, wait, I want to ask you a question. You're a subway rider. Yeah. And now be, be objective because I'm a subway rider. I find things are pretty good down there these days. <laughs> you should ha- hide, Arthur Idala. That's why you've been suspended from the uh, uh, the Sid Rosenberg show. But anyway, let's get back on track. So finally, somebody reached out to me, the real subway expert. You know, everybody else has weighed in on this since we saw the video uh, for the first time on Tuesday. And remember what had happened preceding that. This occurred on Monday, and it occurred on an F train. At 2.30 in the afternoon, uh, right near Broadway Lafayette. It was actually between Delancey and Broadway Lafayette. Okay. And for 15 minutes, this uh, U.S. Marine, we still don't know his name, was restraining Jordan Neely, who has a history of schizophrenic uh, actions in the subway. I'm going to read the latest, which is going to shock AOC all-out crazy Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and all her mini-me's. Who are calling this a modern-day lynching and a murder? Well, first, let's go to Sean Hannity. Sean Hannity, who early on in his career, when he came up to WABC from Atlanta, and he was just starting with uh, Hannity and Combs on Fox News Channel, oftentimes would see me patrolling late at night because he'd be getting off shift. He said, Curtis, what are you doing out here? So he knows I'm the expert of the subways. Nobody knows the subways more than me. And thank God he went to me as the expert because we've been hearing from a lot of amateurs out there about nothing that they know anything about. Fifteen minutes, uh, no police responded because we don't have enough police. Uh, We're down to a dangerously low number, 32,000. So he did what we want citizens to do, intervene. And as you mentioned, there were other citizens, unbeknownst to one another, who jumped in. You have an emotionally disturbed person who, by everyone's description, is schizophrenic. A warrant was out for his arrest. He had hit and knocked out a 67-year-old woman in the streets. So law enforcement was pursuing him. But as you mentioned, over and over released. And living in the subways, these people need help, medical help. And they leave them in the subways. They're a danger to themselves and everyone else. So who do we blame? A hero who has done his service in the United States Marine Corps for our country, risked his life. We don't give him the benefit of the doubt. And by the way, Sean... The uh, DA. Who is ever going to want to intervene again if that's going to be the result? Nobody. They'll run away. But Alvin Bragg already cut him loose. 
They already talked to everybody that was on that car. They made a decision to release him. Now, because of the pressure of AOC, all out crazy, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, and her minions... Wait a minute, wait a minute. Can you say that? Just for the benefit of people that are not from New York, can you say that again? AOC, all out crazy, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, and her little mini-me's, they call it a modern-day lynching. They call it murder. And so now Alvin Bragg is getting nervous. He's probably getting George Soros's call. Hey, I didn't give you a million dollars to do anything like this. I want you to rethink this. And now the pressure is on from the left. So there is a possibility he'll be arrested, and then they'd have to put it in front of a grand jury. No grand jury is going to find Wait this Marine guilty. So that's where the disagreement is. I don't believe subway riders, whether they're black or white, which would compose the grand jury, just like in the case of Bernard Getz, who would find this guy uh, guilty. By the way, there's no comparisons to uh, the Bernard Getz uh, situation in the mid-'80s and what this U.S. Marine did. Uh, but others have weighed in. Uh, it was uh, Brian Kilmeade. I was on his show earlier today. Uh, again, he reached out to the subway expert. That's yours truly, Curtis Lewa. But he said with Sid on Sid and Friends... What his impression of the subway is. Do you know that 27 people have been killed in yep. subway since 2020? Yep. And they said it took 15 years to get to 27 prior to that, uh, prior to 2020. It is, it is a mess down there. It is a mess down there. This is Brian Kilme, who on occasion takes the subways. It's true. What, what was it that Artie Idala said, Arthur Idala again, trying to put a spin on how good the subways are? Now, wait, I want to ask you a question. You're a subway rider. Yeah. And now be, be objective, because I'm, I'm a subway rider. I find things are pretty good down there these days. <laughs> what a schmuck. What a putz. What a schmendrick. What a pisher. And then, of course, Sid weighed in about his own son and the horrors that he has experienced on the subways going to school. My 14-year-old son, my angel, the love of my life, Gabriel, he takes the train. He sees a guy like that, and he never wants to go back on the train. And it's happened more than once. Now, guy like that, Mr. Oh, he's a nice guy. Bullshizzle. Guy like that scares the hell out of people. Bullshizzle. Wow, I like that. I mean, uh, co-opt that. But anyway, uh, his very dear friend, Arthur Idala was singing a different tune a week ago, and that's why he has been suspended from Sid Rosenberg and Friends. He outrages so many people saying, what is this guy, a shill uh, for the Eric Adams administration and for crime wave Kathy Holcomb because they're not providing security in the subway? Now, wait, I want to ask you a question. You're a subway rider. Yeah. And now be, be objective because I'm, I'm a subway rider. I find things are pretty good down there these days. There is not one person that has said that. Not one. And that includes everybody that is calling this Marine uh, a racist, a white supremacist, a vigilante. They're claiming it's a modern-day lynching. They claim it's a murder. Ain't nobody out there saying that the subways are safe. And then, of course, who's emerging out of his brand-new Cadillac Escalade? 100,000-plus, all tricked out. He lives as a mamaluke uh, because he's a mama's boy in uh, right across the street from the uh, Bronx County Courthouse on 161st Street. Uh, it's Hawk Newsom, the so-called leader of Black Lives Matter, who, uh, as you know, the acronym now stands for Big Large Mansions. 
You know what he is saying as we speak. If this country, if this country doesn't give us what we want, then we will burn down this system and replace it. All right. Yeah, yeah, with socialism and communism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've heard that. People are tired of that. It's If you look at the demonstrators, they're the same people. And they're predominantly white, not black or Hispanic. They're predominantly white. They're socialists. They're followers of AOC, All Out Crazy, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, and her mini-me's. So it's their narrative. It's their political agenda. But let me tell you what the Daily News has discovered. I want to give all credit to the Daily News. They have this now as their lead story on Cinco de Mayo. A Mexican guy who lives in Harlem, age 68, he works at a belt factory in Brooklyn, has come forward and said, look, Jordan Neely should have been in a rehabilitation center. He is the guy that attacked me three and a half years ago right on the platform of the West 14th Street Station in Greenwich Village. That's three and a half years ago. Uh, Was he doing uh, Michael Jackson impressions and the moonwalk then? No, of course. He did that many, many years before that. He's up from the Heights, Washington Heights, in the Inwood section. So Baltazar, who's 68, said he should have been in some rehab center. He said, look, you got to understand This guy attacked me. Now, remember, at the time of his death, when the Marine and the other two restrained him on the F train, a warrant had been issued for his arrest related to a similar 2021 attack on a 67-year-old woman. But Baltazar was attacked, he said, out of the blue. Quote, I was waiting for the train, looking at the monitor to see how long it would take to come. Uh, He then said, out of nowhere... This guy punches me, Jordan Neely, right in the face. I felt a punch to my head. He didn't say anything. He just hit me. He hit me above my right eye. Baltazar, who was on his way to the Brooklyn Belt factory to do his job, said he'd regularly seen Neely looking for food in the garbage can at West 4th Street in the station. I thought a piece of subway ceiling had fallen and hit me in the head. But then I saw this guy coming at me. A police officer at the station got Neely to calm down and took pictures of the attacker and took pictures of me. The uh, uh, the worker, Baltazar, declined to go to the hospital because he wanted to make it to his job. He said, look, if I don't show up, I lose my job. Neely was charged with assault for striking Baltazar. The case was adjudicated and sealed by the courts, and the outcome was not immediately disclosed. Two years later, on November 12, 2021, Neely was arrested again for an assault in the subway. Cops charged him with slugging a 67-year-old female stranger in the face as she exited a subway station in the East Village. The senior citizen suffered a broken nose and a fraction orbital bone when she was knocked to the sidewalk along with swelling and substantial head pain after hitting the ground. Neely eventually pleaded to felony assault and received 15 months in an alternative to incarceration program that, if completed, would have allowed him to plead to a misdemeanor assault and get a conditional discharge. But a warrant was issued for his arrest on February 23rd when he skipped a compliance court date where a judge was to be updated on whether he was meeting all the requirements of the program. Now, this Mexican immigrant, on Cinco de Mayo Day, with memories probably in his mind that the United States Marines 
had invaded Mexico twice in Veracruz. I remember a long time ago when Pierce was president, and I think in 1914 when Wilson was president, he sent the U.S. Marines to invade in Veracruz. I'm pretty sure this guy Baltazar knows that. But Baltazar said the Marine shouldn't be arrested. Quote, the Marine shouldn't be punished. Who knows what that guy might have done to other people, Baltazar said of Jordan Neely. I rest my case. That's why I was so forceful in his defense, the defense of the Marine last night on Hannity and here on WABC and everywhere I appear. Nobody is more of a subway expert than me. I have put uh, persons who have been a danger to themselves and others in headlocks, uh, chokeholds, uh, uh, arm locks, leg locks. Uh, I have put them in uh, figure fours. I put them in uh, all kinds of maneuvers. Remember, you don't have handcuffs. You got to restrain them. And then you got to hope that the police will get there in time. Talking about this is the Riffin' Reed featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Tomorrow, the 149th running of the Kentucky Derby, first leg of the Triple Crown and Churchill Downs. And a lot of folks are touting Forte, that's Sid Rosenberg, because of uh, his friend who owns it, Vinny Viola, who owns also the Florida Panthers. But anyway, rather than uh, just talk about tomorrow's race, how about uh, we go uh, to the call in last year's race where, out of nowhere, Rich Strike. The hillbilly horse, an 80-to-1 pick, who came in at the last second as a replacement, won the the number one prize, the Kentucky Derby. And they're into the stretch, and it's Fessier, crown pride, and Epicenter is coming up on the outside. Epicenter has taken the lead as they arrive into the final furlong. Sandin is coming after him. Epicenter and Sandin, these two, stride for stride. Simplification down the outside is next. They're coming down to the wire. Epicenter, Sandin, reach strike is coming up on the inside. Oh, my goodness. The longest shot has won the Kentucky Derby. Rich Strike has done it in a stunning, unbelievable upset. Forget Rich Strike, Lightning Strike. That's one of the biggest upsets in the history of the Kentucky Derby. Friday morning at 8 a.m., this horse was not in the race. Eric Reed, the trainer, Sonny Leon, the jockey, have never been a part of the Derby, and they have won an unbelievably upset, shocking Kentucky Derby with Rich Strike, who went off at 80 to 1. Mike, you could have bought this horse for $30,000 last September. He was in a claiming race. $30,000. And naturally, what did uh, Rich Strike have to say here, Lou? A little horse name? <laughs> Now, you got to understand that Rich Strike uh, had been plowing fields, cornfields in Ohio with his jockey, Sonny Leone, who was tending the plowshare just 48 hours before. And then the Hillbillies had an opportunity to put him into this race. Nobody thought. (laughs) Nobody thought he'd win. 
or, or place or show. And then at the end, he bit the outrider. That's the guy on the horse who tries to get control of the winner and the other top horses so they can come to the winner's circle. And he actually bit the rider who punched him in the face on national TV. And he bit the horse that the, the outrider was riding. We need him, Hey! Hey! Careful there, Rich Strike. What a moment for Rich Strike. When the trainer, Eric Reed from Versailles, Kentucky, 57 years old, found out that Ethereal Road was scratched yesterday, his quote was, as you see the horse Mike, acting Mike, up he's a little trying bit to here. savage yep. the pony. Yeah. As if he hasn't done enough already beating 19 other horses. He's, he's trying to beat up on the pony. <laughs> Rich Strike was biting the pony. Again, these at the end of the race, these are the, the, the men or women on these horses. They're like quarter horses. They come out. They try to guide you towards the winner's circle. So Rich Strike was still all fired up. God only knows what they <laughs> shot him full of. In order to get uh, to the finish line. But he's biting the outrider who punches him in the face. Obviously, animal welfare activists, my wife, were horrified and says, Curtis, I don't want you involved with horse racing any longer. And then she hears that four thoroughbred horses died just in the last few days in their stalls at uh, Churchill Downs. Uh, one of the trainers who had his horse in the Kentucky Derby has been suspended. He had two of the horses that died mysteriously. Another two horses died, probably from muscle relaxes. They're always juicing up these horses, or they're giving them milkshakes, which is like if you don't watch them, they put a tube down their throat, and then they pump baking soda into them the day before, and then they run. Like they give you a, a better time than they ever gave before. But I digress. Here was the hillbilly winning trainer, Eric Reed from Kentucky, describing his 80 to 1 shot hillbilly horse Rich Strike winning last year. I don't know how I fell down the paddock when he hit the wire. I, I about passed out. I'm so happy. And explain that. This is something that, you know, is the reason everybody does this because we're not supposed to be here. But I knew this horse loved the track and he'd been training so good all year. And thanks to Rick for getting me here. But. And Sonny Leon, they know who he is now. But is Sonny Leon on a carousel uh, now? I, mean, I haven't heard of Rich Strike or Sonny Leon since. Anyway, for tomorrow's picks, look, take a reverse mortgage, take a payday loan, take the kids' college education for your children and grandchildren. This is a guarantee. It'll be tap it twice to win. He's running out of the fifth slot. He's 5-1. to one. He's a late runner. He's the gray horse. You can't miss him. Forte, that's Sid's favorite horse. He's uh, number 15. He's going off at 5-1. to one. He's the favorite. Viola sauce. Uh, he'll finish second. Kings Barnes, who's number six, going off 11-1. He'll finish third. Uh, uh, the 14-horse Angel of Empire, he'll finish fourth at 6-1. to one. Don't do the exotic, exact bets. Box it with right, left, every which way. And if you're going for the long shot, hit show at 30-1. to one. You're going to be rolling in dough, courtesy of Curtis Lewa. <laughs> 
This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.